What's up, Raymond? Hey, not much. Nice. Nice. Dealing with a cold. You, uh, yeah, I was going to say, you got a little cold there going on. Yep. Sound like James Earl Jones. No, I am your father. <laughs> Hello, dog. Yep, dog's uh, outside my window right now, barking. Fuck you, dog. Mine's um, right next. So, mine's right I... next. Mine's right next to me. Ah, sitting on the chair, nice. staring at me. <laughs> nice. Uh. So I've been watching a lot this week because I've been sitting down, sick, watching TV, trying to get better since Tuesday. Uh, Go on. I love that song. If we were going to have a permanent theme song, I would choose that song. I love that song (laughs) for some reason. Fozzie, Jericho. Yep. Um, So yeah, we'll start the week off with uh, the big show, the big one every week, Obi-Wan. Yes. show's been great I uh um, you were much higher on the first two episodes than I was I enjoyed them but this episode is um probably the best Star Wars thing we've gotten oh yeah since Return of the Jedi ended <laughs> yeah that that uh that duel was amazing wasn't expecting yep. it this this soon um it definitely happened middle of the show it should have happened at the end but I'm sure there'll be another battle but by the end I assume there'll be another battle plus I mean there's possibilities of season two but i'm sure we'll get to that later yeah um yeah that was uh great i think that was honestly just them putting the tip in um and they're gonna i think the last episode will probably have a duel and i assume vader will be killing the third sister potentially if kenobi doesn't um but yeah it was awesome um obi-wan kenobi is flabby and sick and uh Vader basically just wrecked him because Kenobi has been doing nothing but meditating for 10 years. Yep. yep. Yeah, do you think we're going to see any more connections to uh, uh, Fallen uh, Jedi Fallen Order? Hard to say. I'm not sure. Like Cal. Are we going to see Cal? I don't know. They could because the actor's the right age. Um, so I would love to see him in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, me too. Uh, that casting would be very difficult to keep hidden. Yeah. I assume, but they could do it if they wanted to. Um, they would just have to be super secretive about it, and it would have to be a closed set and all that stuff. Well, they kept Boba um, Fett. They kept Boba Fett a secret, and they kept uh, Ahsoka a secret, even though they kind of figured that uh, that Rosario was going to play her. But it was a, it was a big secret when those aired last year. I thought we knew. I thought we knew Rosario was going to be Ahsoka going yeah, into the season. Yeah, maybe I can't. I'm pretty remember. sure we knew. I'm pretty sure we knew. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, this episode was amazing. Um, I yeah, like the visual. I like the I like the visual of uh, the lone Jedi in the middle of the desert, and Obi Wan's kind of having a vision, and it's Anakin, and uh, he's wearing oh, a robe. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yep. Um, I love the practical droid. We haven't seen a practical droid since Return of the Jedi. Um, yep. There's a guy dressed in a costume, looked like a fucking wrestler. The guy was huge and tall. And, <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, the Obi-Wan backstory, um, I guess it was from the Return of the Jedi book. I can't remember what it was, but Obi-Wan has a brother. Um, yes. And I guess in the book, it's Owen. His name is Owen. 
and speculation that it's going to be Owen Lars is going to be his long lost brother. Um, I guess that's yeah. kind of what they were hinting two years ago, but yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be an interesting. Think, twist. I don't think Dizzy will do that, but yeah, I don't know. It would be a, it would be an interesting twist. It kind of would bring bridge a couple of uh, generations gaps there through the original trilogy and the in the prequel trilogy. I don't know. I'd like to see that, but we'll yeah, see. Actually, especially with uh, what's his name playing uh, playing him playing yeah. Owen. Um, yeah, it would be really interesting, uh, considering he technically raises Luke yep. also yep. after what happened with, uh, Vader, of course, and Obi-Wan basically raising him. Yep. So yeah, looking forward to that every week. I was surprised it was out on Wednesday cause I was expecting it on Friday cause it was out Friday the last week, but I guess it just had to do with celebration, but yep. yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I can't wait for that. Three more episodes left. So halfway through, um, yep. The other show that was out this week, uh, episode 8 out of 10, uh, you didn't watch, but I did. It was uh, The Offer. Yep. Just a continuation of the gangster story. won't get too much into it because you haven't seen it, but same shit, different day. Um, the story, I just can't believe the story is so real, and they're finishing production of the film in the show right now, and yeah, just great. I, I love this show. I love Miles Teller. He's amazing. The whole entire cast from top to bottom is amazing. But yeah, um, they showed the James Conn fight scene from The Godfather in it. And it was uh, oh, nice. where, where he where he attacks uh, uh, Ta- uh, Talia, her, yep. uh, her boyfriend. And not giving too much away, it was a real fight. Um, it, how it plays out is amazing. Um, yeah, I'm going to watch it when we're done recording. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm going to watch The Boys. We'll get into that, too, because yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, um, um, yeah. I ended up... of course, you know I've been too uh, busy with last night. It was the Celtics' first game in the finals, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, they won. And then The Boys came out, so I watched the first episode last night and the second two today. Cool. Um, I watched... I ended up watching... It was on sale on iTunes this week. It was $4.99. Um, with all this stuff on Robert Evans with The Godfather and The Offer, I watched The the Kid Stays in the Picture. It's a documentary that came out in 2002. Based off of Robert Evans' autobiography that came out in the 90s. Um, pretty cool documentary. Uh, a lot of the backstory is told in The Godfather of him. Um, you see a little glimpses of his cocaine use. Um, he had a lot of problems with cocaine later in the 80s. Um, he, ended up getting arre- he ended up getting arrested for, a, for buying a big shitload of cocaine. Um, yeah, great, great documentary, hour and a half. Um, uh, got a lot of praise back in the day. Uh, Robert Evans... The one thing I got from it is Matthew Good, who plays him in the offer, does an uncanny Robert Evans. It's amazing. Um, but the but the documentary does a lot of um, archive footage with. I'm not sure if it's audio from the audio book or if it's Robert Evans doing the commentary of the movie, but just amazing. I, I liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, you want to get into the boys a little bit? Just not not non spoiler. Um, what you non spoiler. Uh, it's been way better than season two. Yeah. Um, I was let down by season two. Season one, I probably watched like four times. I absolutely love season one. Um, when that came out, too, I had nothing really going on streaming wise, so I just throw that on anytime and I'll watch the episodes. Um, but it's much more graphic than yeah. the first season. Um, they've already pushed the envelope way further than the first two seasons did, wow. um, which you'll find out a few minutes into the first episode. And with what I just watched at the end of the third episode, um, 
it's really fucked up. Homelander has basically completely snapped. Um, not like going off and like killing anyone he wants to, but just um, I'll leave it at that. He's basically just kind of he's being himself in front of everyone kind of deal. Oh, wow. um, so that's really fucked up. Starlight, of course, is awesome. Uh, everyone in the cast is phenomenal. Uh, there's little side stories with a lot of people um, in Voight, Bot, whatever the company is. Um, they do they do some really funny uh, digs at the Snyder Cut people uh, in the first episode, which is pretty good. Mm. Um, they kind of make fun of the, the Snyder Cut a bit. Um, and after the season, I'm probably going to go back and actually re read the comics. I only read like the first book, but I have all but the last one. Um, so I'm looking forward to that to cool. see how closely it matches up. I know the first season matches up pretty closely with a lot of the first comic book. Uh, but I want to see now that they're in season three, how close it is and how far apart it is. And, uh, the kid that plays Homelander's son is awesome. I actually enjoy that child actor a lot. Um, his interactions with uh, the main guy there, uh, Butcher, yeah. is uh, entertaining. Cool. Yeah, great cast. I love that show. Can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to try, I mean, I'm Anthony try Star, to do it. Yeah. Anthony Starr's Homelander is amazing. Of course, I love him from the show Banshee, um, which is another great show. Um, he's just, him is Homelander. He's just so good in yeah. this season so far. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to try to watch it tonight. Um, I did watch the first three episodes of Time Traveler's Wife. Um, I love that show. I love time travel, so of course I was going to love it. Um, found out that Stephen Moffat was in charge of the uh, producing of the show. He's a main writer and ex- executive producer. Stephen Moffat is a Doctor Who. Pretty much every every good part of Doctor Who in the last 15 years was because of Stephen Moffat. Um, oh, nice. He was in charge of the David Tennant and Matt Smith years. He was in, he was in charge pretty much up until five years ago, and then he left. He's coming. He's actually coming back um, this year, I think, for the new Doctor. But yeah, great show. Um, I actually ended up watching the movie. I had off Monday, which was I have like three days off a year, and that was one of my days off. <laughs> and I actually watched the movie from '09. Um, I don't know if you nice. ever watched. I don't know if you ever watched the original. It had um, uh, um, Eric, Eric Bana and um, what's her name. Um, she's in Doctor Strange. I can't remember her name, but uh, yeah, um, it was a good movie. I mean, the TV show is much better, um, and I can't wait. It comes out every Sunday on HBO, so uh, looking forward to that. It's a good show. Um, pretty much tells the story of a of a guy who can time travel. Um, he has no choice of when he travels, but he travels. He travels through time throughout this timeline of him kind of intertwining with him and his future wife and he ends up going back to when she's like 13 years old or six years old i can't remember how old she was but yeah i mean there's a lot of creepy shit in there too but um yeah it's good i mean it's good for a time travel it's different it's a different aspect of a time travel which we don't usually see it was good i recommend that you probably would like it um okay i continue my stranger things season three watch i'm behind on it um, got a couple more episodes left of season three. Um, I know four came out last week. I don't know if you've caught yeah, up on it. You're gonna uh, you're gonna need it because I wish I went back and watched it because I completely have no fucking idea what the fuck's going on in the first episode. I okay. completely forgot most of season three. Um, of course, that was what two and a half three years ago. Um, then COVID hit and it caused them to delay a lot of the filming and 
one of season four. Um, but yeah, go on. Yeah, so yeah, I'm on season three. I'm I'm, I'm a little bit behind, but gonna try to catch up. I've seen a few spoilers, but nothing too dramatic that's gonna give away too much of the plot. But um, yeah, I mean it's a good show. I mean it's, it's Stranger Things. It's, it's Netflix's biggest show, so um, yeah. they they pull all the punches. They uh, they definitely uh, put all their money into it for for production, and it's just a good show. Good good kid actors, good actors in general. David Harbour got his start on there, became a fucking superstar. So good show. Um, I can't well, wait to get into that. Didn't he get his start on True Blood? David Harbour? I didn't know he was on True Blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, True Blood. Like, I stopped. Well, I stopped watching at the. Care. I stopped watching at yeah. the end, so maybe it was at the end. Um, but yeah, uh, the other the other show that I finished this week was uh, Only Murders in the Building. Uh, good show. New season comes out at the end of the month, June something, June twenty fifth, I think. Um, good show. Good. Who's done it? Um, Martin Martin Short and Steve Martin are amazing in it. Selena Gomez is pretty good, even though she's got a weird fucking voice, but uh, <laughs> weird rat like uh, mouse like mouse like voice. But a good show. Um, uh, one of, one of the better whodunits I've seen. Um, and it kind of definitely sets up a another season, so that's going to come out and going to be good, hopefully. So yeah, that's all I watched. Um, I did listen to the uh, the Foley's pod this morning. Uh, debuted. Um, Mick Foley's amazing, amazing commentator. Um, it was a fucking th- over three hour episode. Listen to the whole thing. Um, he was talking about his retirement match with Triple H, which was in hell in a cell. Uh, no yep. way out, two thousand. Um, good, good episode. Uh, good, good start to an episode with with Conrad Thompson, uh, who's a great commentator himself. Um, does a lot of great uh, research and makes those makes those episodes he's with with um, with Pritchard and, and Jr. and everybody else. He does episodes with great so. I'm looking forward to that every week now. Um, hey, he's just Foley is is an open book. He he goes off tangents like crazy and and tells stories of uh, of uh, being on the road and all the shit that he went through with barbed wire in the early <laughs> in the early nineties or late eighties. So yeah, amazing. Um, nice, nice. I don't know if you ever heard of Kate uh, Kate Quigley. Have you uh, ever heard of her? I have not. Uh, she's a comedian. Uh, you probably heard of the story last year. Um, she was, she did a, she had a cocaine binge one night after a comedy show and yep. three of, three of her friends ended up having a drug overdose and died and she was the only lone survivor. Did you ever hear about that story? I did not. Yeah. Uh, she did a couple of podcasts. Um, she did one of her own a couple months ago, but she was on the Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, Red Table Talk this week. I listened to that. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, she's a comedian, come up and coming comedian. Um, and she had there was fentanyl mixed with the cocaine and killed three of her uh, two of her comedian friends and she was a lone survivor because she she didn't binge as hard as they did that night and she ended up waking up she was paralyzed from the waist down and she couldn't find her phone and she thought the guy was sleeping across the room when he was actually dead uh yeah pretty crazy story I I did listen to that but yeah that's uh yeah that's what I did this week did you listen or watch anything else I haven't seen yeah actually I wanted uh. I'll send you the link because I think it'd be something you'd be interested to listen to. Obviously, you've listened to a few episodes when we've been driving of uh, Cinema, Cinema Blends, Real Blend Podcast, which is like a film-making uh, podcast. But uh, this week, they didn't have any directors or anything, anybody to talk to, so they did a S-tier ranking of the Star Wars films. Hmm. And it's really interesting once they get to the sequels. Um, 
and how they feel about each one. It's a very, very entertaining conversation they have. Um, so I recommend that. Um, and yeah, just their different opinions and how it's basically like how split the entire Star Wars universe was over those, those movies. But, um, these guys talking about it and their feelings on each movie. And, uh, it's a really, really interesting. Listen. Yeah. Send me a link. I'll check it out. I will. Cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for what I've watched. Um, uh, next week we've got Jurassic Park. Hopefully I feel better by Thursday. I, I, yeah. I can't, I can't see, yeah. uh, I can't see. I, I'll still be feeling like shit, but we'll see. Could get through the weekend, <laughs> but yeah, let's get into news. They announced a new show last week, Tales of the Jedi. Um, I believe it's an animated show. Uh, it's going to be animated yep, shorts. It is. Um, and it's pretty much going to be from the prequel era, and they're going to bring a lot of a- actors back from the prequels, and uh, it's going to be short short stories from uh, telling the telling the yeah. story of Jedi. Um, Liam Neeson's doing Qui Gon Jinn. Yep. Um, unfortunately, they can't do a Count Dooku with his voice because yep. he passed. He did. Um, which would have been awesome, but I oh, do yeah. think there's going to be a Count Dooku episode where he's going to be in it from when he was a Jedi, so that should be interesting. Oh, cool. I'm looking forward to it. Should be should be good. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a Maul episode because Maul, uh, Sam Witter, Witter, yeah. Witter or whatever does his voice now, but um, yeah. yeah. Um, Star Wars coming out with a lot of TV shows in the next upcoming years, so uh, interested to see what that's going to be. Um, beginning of the week, the DeLorean has been teasing this for, I don't know, years, that they're yeah. going to come out with an electric version of the DeLorean. They haven't updated the DeLorean in 30 years. And yeah, they have, they, re- they released an all-electric uh, DeLorean this week. Big, huge wing doors like the old old school. Yep. And a four se- it's a four-seater by the looks of it. A lot of uh, bells and whistles. It, looks, it just looks like a cool car. Um, yep. 300 miles, 300 mile range. This is the standard nowadays. Um, so yeah, it's going for a price a price range of 175 thousand. So save your pennies, and uh, yeah. come out in a, come out in a couple years. So. <laughs> um, Obi Wan Kenobi um, is the most watched Disney Plus original series premiere globally to date, based on hours mm-hmm. streamed in an opening weekend. Understandably, that show had so much hype from the very beginning it was announced, so it's huge. Um, Mad Max Saga. Mad Max, uh, when did when did the uh, one with uh, Tom Hardy come out? Was that five years ago? 2015. Probably? 2015. Okay. Which I, I know I love that movie way more than you. I absolutely yeah. love that fucking movie. Yeah, we saw it in the theater. It was okay. Yep. It wasn't my favorite movie. Um, but yeah, uh, Ferocia. For for you for you show have Furiosa. Okay, um, there's a, it's a pre it's like a spinoff right so it's it's a yeah. spinoff of Mad Max. Um, it's coming out. Uh, it just started filming coming out in a couple of years or next year. So, yeah. um, I know Chris Helmsworth's in it. Um, I don't know who else is in it, but um, uh, what's her name from Mad Max Fury Road? Um, oh, Charlie's uh, Theron, yeah. who played Furiosa. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So. I know you're. I know you're into that more than I am. I haven't even seen the yeah. originals with Mel Gibson. So, you yeah, haven't. Uh, no. I liked uh, the new one. Was completely different than the originals. The original one is a uh, revenge story, um, 
which is part of the reason why I love Revenge movies I saw it when I was like seven or eight and it's so badass uh, and uh, the second one was really good and third one I haven't seen in probably I'm 39 I probably haven't seen it in 30 years wow yeah yeah it's on my list so I'll get into them eventually um <laughs> According to Variety, The Flash has been extraordinary, extraordinarily well-received among test audiences. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if they do this movie right, it could, it could, it could be a game-changer for uh, DC, hopefully. Um, yeah, not much to say. Ezra Miller shit is a, is a uh, thorn in their side right now, but maybe it'll this get movie better. Has to, this movie has to do, like at least a billion for them with everything that's going on with Ezra. I don't know. This movie has to do like numbers. Do you think uh, it will? I hope so. Um, what's the highest we'll gross, What's the highest grossing DC movie so far out of this new uh, DCU, DCEU, whatever the fuck you want to call it? Well, it would be the Snyder Cup, but they didn't put that in theaters. Um, the highest grossing is uh, Aquaman. Um, the most money they made was Joker, but that's not DCEU. Right. The highest grossing is Aquaman, though, with over a billion. I think it's the only one that's reached a billion. Wonder Woman did, like, 800. Right. Yeah. I mean, those both, and, both uh, good movies. So. Like, and when I say this, this Flash movie has to do a billion, that's to basically make the public forget about the Ezra Miller stuff. Right. Um, that To make up for the Ezra Miller stuff, to make everyone forget about it. And move on from that, assuming uh, Ezra doesn't do anything else stupid. Yeah, he's got to stay him. the fuck out of Hawaii. He's got to prove him. He's got to he's got to prove himself definitely after this. And uh, I don't think he's going to get any more acting roles besides this DC shit. If they keep him, I don't think he's going to get any other roles anywhere in Hollywood. Yeah, um, he's going to go to a long term rehab or something. There's something wrong with the kid, but yeah. But I mean, Robert Downey Jr. had some issues too early in his career and he ended up coming back. Um, not, so not, not, you know, not in the not middle like of this, Iron Man. Like, not like, no, but that's what I'm saying. Iron Man was like his comeback. Yeah. He, in the 80s and 90s, he was a dick to everyone, and he was doing cocaine all the time. So yeah. Ezra might have to take some time off and not be in much for a while and do his rehab or whatever he has to go through, um, and we'll see what happens. But he's I, still a young man, so that could happen. But I started watching the third Fantastic Beast this week, and... Just seeing Ezra Miller on there wanted me to punch the fucking screen. He's just a <laughs> Yep. He's a, he's a villain in that anyway, so it makes you want to punch the screen. Oh, but Perfect. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, on the 22nd of June, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is coming out on Disney Plus and streaming uh, 47 days after it was in theaters. So That's Looking good. forward to that. I haven't seen it since it came out, so I want to see it again. Um. Yep. Speaking of DC and the Joker, um, there's been rumors that Warner Brothers Discovery is looking to make some big changes um, on how the DC film universe is handled, and they've been reached out to Todd Phillips, who directed The Hangover and The Joker, um, to kind of be a consultant, a liaison for the for the uh, for the cinema for the uh, Warner Brothers and uh, DC universe going forward. So we'll see what happens. They're they're trying to find their Feige. I don't think Todd Phillips is the right choice, but yeah, maybe, um, maybe as a hear, consultant. Did you hear about Kevin Feige having met with Zaslov since he took over? Yep, I, I did. I, I saw that right before we came on today. Okay, yeah, I saw that earlier today too. Um, 
Obviously, it's not leaving Marvel right now. But it was during yeah. fa- it was during Phase Two. It was back oh, when okay. uh, it was back when he, they were having problems behind the scenes with all the whole TV universe and everything. And okay. uh, it was right before everything went over to Marvel, where the TV studios were having that big feud together. Um, and then he ended up taking over the whole thing. So he's lucky he stayed there because he's he's uh, I mean he's uh, yeah. at Hall well, Show now. Yeah, because at the time. He, Marvel was going through some weird things. They had to outreach to other studios to produce their movies. So uh, that's probably the main reason that he finally was able to write the ship and they got everything on track. Yep. Yeah, I don't, yeah nobody nobody else like him. And DC's going to have a hard time finding somebody, and it's not J.J. Abrams. So I don't know I don't know oh, where they're going to no. go. I don't know where they're going to go. Snyder. Did you have an, well, Snyder was a good choice, but, but they fucked it up. Honestly, they uh, didn't have the patience. They didn't yeah, they, have they, the patience. <laughs> they didn't have the patience, and then COVID happened, and then everything that happened with this, with uh, Justice League just fucked it all up. Yep. Um, and they brought bad publicity on both ends, and they just want to get rid of it. They want to yep. start over, which is, I mean, it's a yeah, corporate way. Of, it's a corporate way of thinking, so it's, not, it's understandable. Yep. Did you see the trailer to Pinocchio? I did not. Looks good. Um, Tom Hanks is playing Geppetto. Um, Pinocchio looks like the Pinocchio from the from the original 1930s cartoon, so or 1940s. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I I think Pinocchio is probably up there, top five Disney animated sh- uh, movies. So for me, yeah, um, and Tom Hanks is a great uh, choice. Yeah, because yep. who doesn't love Tom Hanks? Yeah, the Elvis movie looks amazing with uh, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis movie and him playing uh, yep. Colonel Tom Parker, and it looks amazing. I can't wait for yep. that. Um, you mentioned this. You sent me a link to this earlier. Boy Meets World is coming out with a podcast, Pod Meets World, yep. with uh, Daniel Fisher, who played Topanga. Um, well, isn't Will Fred, uh, Friedel, Fredel playing? Uh, he's going to be in it. And Ryder yep, Strong. And, uh, and Ryder Strong. And Ryder Strong has never seen an episode of the show. Be so it's uh, going to be interesting. Yep. Uh, the first episode is out now. Oh, awesome. I didn't know that. So yeah, I'm I uh, this up and The first episode is, yeah. Amazing. Cool. Um, last piece of news: Kanye West wanted Danny, Danny McBride to play him in a biopic, <laughs> and, and spent a day pitching the idea to the comedy actor, according to McBride. Uh, could you imagine the amount of? Uh, I don't know. It would, it would have brought it would have brought a lot of problems to a racist I would, America. I would love if Danny McBride was also the writer, and yeah. director, if he did everything, and then wore blackface. Um, yeah. It would have pissed everyone off. <laughs> oh. I love Danny McBride. I do too. I just yeah. imagining that would just be the most epic. Oh, like, that would be just incredible. Yep. Well, that's it for news. We're going to cut the episode short. We're going to do a quick attitude error re- rewatch. Raw is War, June 2nd, 1997. So I looked up what happened on Nitro this week and last week, because I didn't get last week. Nothing happened. 
Um, Raw's War. Sid Vicious. Sid. Psycho Sid returns. Um, he's going to face uh, The Undertaker for a rematch. Uh, it's the first time he's come back since WrestleMania, his loss of the title, when Taker won the title. Um, yeah, I know he's, he doesn't have much much more time in the company. Uh, he, uh, he ends up leaving and then going to the WCW a couple of years later, a year later. So. Where he breaks, breaks his leg. Breaks his leg. Vicious. Oh, watching that just makes me cringe. Yeah, it's crazy. Seeing it live was crazy, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, they're still trying to push on Mid Johnson. Not. Yeah, you don't want to right now. Um, they're, <laughs> they're still trying to push Ahmed Johnson, which I can't fucking believe. He's horrible. Um, HBK, Stone Cold, Steve Austin are tag team champions, and they're fighting throughout the night backstage and in the ring, brawling. And um, I wanted to bring up a fantasy booking of what would have happened if. Bryant Pillman had had lived past October, going through the Attitude Era. He was huge on the microphone at this time. Besides Austin, he was the best. I mean, he was he was out there. This um, this would be. Um, I watched those Breaking Kayfabe duck, uh, shoots, and they brought Jim Cornette in to do a few. Um, one of my favorite ones is Jim Cornette uh, rebooking the. WCW WWF merger. Um, this would be a really interesting one to hear him book Brian Pillman through these years. Um, and I don't think the Pritchard episode covered what they had planned for him. Uh, wow. That's yeah, a tough one, how you would book him. You're talking he, three or four months after he dies, Austin becomes champion. Brett leaves a month after he dies, he gets he gets the, the Montreal screw drop happens. Yep. So what would happen? Think, what would happen uh, with Pillman? Would he would he have been involved in the whole British Bulldog incident where he left? And I think no. Um, he was too new to the company. His contract was still ironclad. Okay. Um, Bulldog only had a little time left, anyways. His contract kind of sank up with, and same with Nightheart with uh, Bretts. Okay. Um, they were all due to leave, anyways. Uh, that's why Owen, who just signed a contract right before the screw job, um. Or maybe even like this summer coming up, ninety-seven, um, wasn't allowed to leave. Um, I think Pillman would have had a similar feud with Austin as Owen did with Brett in the ninety summer of ninety-four, right. where they sold out and were the headliners for multiple pay-per-views. But I don't think he ever would have won the title. Right. Um, I think it would have been similar to that. Of course, it's hard to say with how DX reforms after Austin wins the title. Right. Um, I think he would have remained uh, top mid card, like IC champion status. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he ever would have won the big title. But I think he would have had a great feud with Austin. Yeah. Over the big title, especially because after that WrestleMania, Sean was done, so there's no rematches or any of that shit with Austin. So they could have easily just inserted Pillman into that role. Um, but then again, with Brett leaving, he would have been feuding with Austin due to the Hart Foundation anymore, um, which I think is over by that time anyways. It's really, really hard to say. Uh, he and Owen probably would have stuck together. Um, yeah, and Owen was Owen was down after the after Brett left. Owen kind of went down too, so... Yeah, Owen got punished for that whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really hard to say. 
um, as far as what would have happened with him. But he, but he was perfect. I mean, he was pretty much the catalyst. He was involved in the catalyst of everything that happened in the Attitude Era. I mean, yeah. his his attitude, his mic skills, um, the whole gun incident was probably one of the first, if not the first, sign of attitude, if you want to say. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, and I, I, it would have been amazing to see him going through the uncensored times of when we used to love wrestling. Um, yeah. It would have been amazing. I, uh, a guy gone too soon for stupid reasons. Um, yeah, another Dark Side episode. you got to watch that one. Um, yeah. The, the, and speaking of Brian Pillman, his uh, wife that was in that episode died this week. Uh, yeah, I saw away. that. Yep. On uh, his, uh, his son's Instagram, I think it was. Yep. Yeah, she had a lot of drug drug problems too, but yeah, <coughs> yeah. Um, they they played the next part of the Mick Foley interviews, um, talking about the infamous Jimmy Snuka match and what gave him the the the, the drive to be a wrestler. Pretty much, um, he had, he ended up ten, attending where uh, Jimmy Snuka flew off the cage, and he was in the audience, and he became a uh, he became a fan of wrestling and a fan of uh, high high stakes wrestling pretty much um, he talks a lot in this episode about Cactus Jack and Japan and the Indies, nothing in WCW of course but um, Barbed Wire, Terry Funk, all that stuff was, was yeah was this shown. is when I heard about that stuff, the uh, FMW stuff and uh, I talked about a few weeks back I ended yep. up getting those tapes sent in from RF Video yep. um, the main event Sid loses them rematch um, the nation comes. The nation of domination comes down and attacks Taker because Farouk has a match with Taker at uh, King of the Ring, which is next week. Um, the nation of domination are full on, full blown Black Panthers now. Um, yep. The only the only whiteness of that is Crush, and I know he's going to be out of there pretty soon. So, yeah. So King Thank of the God Ring. He's trash. King of the Ring is next week. I'll cover that. Um, I know who wins it. Um, everything's going on schedule, so we will see. And uh, since I'm feeling like shit, 35 minutes is probably the shortest episode we've ever done. But I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it off here <laughs> so, I can, so I can try to get better over the weekend so we can see actually see Jurassic Park and not have to not have to uh, breathe heavily trying to get in there. But uh, thank you for listening to my uh, raspy voice this whole time. Um, and we will catch you next week. Um, got Obi Wan, The Offer, Time Traveler's Wife. There's a lot of good shit coming out in the boys. A lot of good shit out right now. Um, so yeah, we will talk to you next week. Peace. Later. Later.